0: It's Sunday, December 31st, 2017, and you are listening to episode 76 of Roll Up and Die.
1: Hey if you guys get a chance to see that uh, that new Netflix movie, Bright, yeah, uh, we're gonna. I think my oh, wife and I are probably gonna awesome. watch that tonight. Ooh, per- it looks looks person pretty.
2: Person cool.
0: number seven, who has it's told getting me that.
2: uh it's getting yeah. a lot. People are talking on Facebook a lot about it. It's I I mean I was talking to my wife about it and I was telling her like, urban fantasy has been a thing in RPGs and uh, novels for mm-hmm. you know a couple decades. We've never seen really seen like a true urban fantasy movie yeah. or TV show before. So this is kind of a first.
1: Well, it's nice because it's gritty, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. and it, you know, it makes some social commentary. But, uh, and there's just a lot of cool Easter eggs in the background. Like there's a, there's a centaur cop, you know, in, in the background, yeah. you see, there's, That's you know, cool. when, when they, when they show the, the, you know, at night, they show the sort of, uh, uh, the the cityscape of Los Angeles and and you know flying over you see a dragon in the di- in the distance oh, you know that's neat. <laughs> shit like that's that neat. It's, it's like yeah yeah it's it's pretty awesome
2: well and I know I know some people I've seen a couple people on social media complaining about the kind of like social commentary of it or whatever and I'm like. What do you think fantasy and sci-fi are for? Like, that's kind of their job, is to be social commentary and and talk about the issues that we're facing of the day in a way that is, you know, not so in-your-face and heavy-handed. And it's, like, that's kind of the point of speculative fiction, is to tackle
1: stuff like that. I mean, that's why they were invented, I think, basically. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So people people could say things that they wouldn't be able to say otherwise, you know?
2: Yeah, it's like, you know, H.G. Wells writing War of the Worlds, huh? I wonder what that was about. <laughs> you know,
1: oh sure, like, sure. it's
2: it, and and that just going back to the beginning. That's what sci-fi was used for. So it it always is. It makes me laugh when people are like this. The social commentary made me uncomfortable, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry that the movie did its job. <laughs> I apologize that it made you uncomfortable well it's
1: like people just like to complain sometimes I mean you know if if it's if it's if it's fluff oh this is just a fluff movie you know it's no no real content no you know okay let's put some content in oh they're preaching it's like what the fuck do you want then (laughs) you know what it is it's the internet you You like to complain (laughs) that's what it is
2: (laughs) that's that's the the crux of it right there I just think
0: people have lost the ability to have good argument with each other it doesn't happen Especially it's about true. our works of fiction, you know, especially now that the new Star Wars film has come out, which we won't spoil, I assume, <laughs> yeah. not at all. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you see it, it's like a big nerd civil man, war has erupted on, on social <laughs> media. People on both sides that, are just... I just oh, don't man. get that. Dude. Yeah. I'm like, listen, <laughs> I, I had yeah.
2: I had a few issues with the movie, but I also had a blast watching it. And I'm like, I can see why people love it. I can see why people don't like it. But I'm not about to, like jump in someone's face about it. Like, it's just crazy how heated it's getting. I guess, you know, it's Star Wars fans, I guess,
0: though. Yeah, I I say that, and then I remember how how much i so vehemently defended the force awakens like it's i true. i it's I, I was forming the shield wall <laughs> yeah <laughs> in front between j.j abrams and the masses you were
2: you were like for Theolingas
1: right now
0: <laughs> oh
1: man now for wrath yeah, now for ruin <clears throat> <laughs> I, I just, you know, it, it, this is this isn't a spoiler, but one of my one of my favorite lines that comes to mind with that is every word that you just said is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: yeah.
1: uh, That's so that, true. That, that, that is my favorite line from the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> Every word that you said is just you just said is wrong. <laughs> You're not allowed to
0: spoil anything because this is the this no, is no, no. for people for people who don't realize this is going to be the edit free version of Roll Up and Die. Yes, uh, which is Damn really going to be difficult because You're... I'm sick. I sound yeah. like poop. I'm getting uh, over being sick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Matt, you're done sounding like poop, basically. You still got <laughs> yeah. a little poop on your voice. I've got Alex. the, uh, yeah.
2: I'm, I'm at the point of being sick where my voice is just kind of deep and gravelly and sultry, and I can kind of sing a little I bit lower that. than I normally can. It's it's kind of nice. I'm, I'm still in
1: Emperor Palpatine <laughs> <laughs> phase. Ah, young Skywalker. I think I'm sounding okay, but my, you might hear my wife snoring in the background. So, um. yeah. I thought that was <laughs> just the moose there's that was be, haunting you. There's going to be it's snoring.
2: Be. There's going to be farting. Like it's going to yeah. completely unedited.
1: No, normally we apply the fart filters but not today yeah i took yeah. my pop
2: screen off it's i'm letting it fall oh, oh there's gonna
1: be some pops let me tell you yeah
2: <laughs> I, i've got some pretty plosive uh farts so some be- <laughs>
0: pretty plosive oh man the the audio file in me it just the the good alarms yeah. went off well done matt good form good form jack <laughs> well mm. met uh matt had a oh uh a banter topic i think he was talking about oh. uh something a little before the recording if you wanted to jump in there oh but yeah i thought it was yeah. something yeah. that was interesting
2: yeah it's just something kind of <laughs> cool that I, that I wanted to mention it that um you know my wife and i have been married for uh this will be well geez uh let me think We've been married for two years, but this will be our fourth or fifth Christmas spent together, because mm-hmm. uh, we, we lived together for a few years before we got married. So, we've been celebrating Christmas together for a while, and it's long enough where we, we've we sort of started developing our own traditions, uh, mm-hmm. you know, apart from our, uh, our respective families. And that's really been kind of fun is like figuring out what our traditions are and the things that we want to kind of, you know, do during the holidays. Oh, yeah. And uh, one thing that we were talking about is like uh, we we get Christmas Day to ourselves. Um, my mom's a nurse and so she usually works on Christmas Day and so what we do is we do Christmas Eve with my wife's family and the day after Christmas with my family and so most of the time it's just me and her on Christmas Day, which is pretty awesome. We don't have to go anywhere or do anything and um, we're trying to decide like what we wanted to do this Christmas and aside from you know, get a bunch of food and just eat all of it uh we decided that we're gonna play some DD. and uh specifically i want to i'm gonna prep <clears throat> kind of like a christmas themed uh just fun sort of mm-hmm. gonzo session of DD for my wife and i and she mentioned this that she wanted to play some dnd on christmas and i was like Maybe that could be one of our traditions. Maybe <laughs> every year, you know, around maybe not necessarily on Christmas Day, but around mm-hmm. Christmas, you know, we'll gather up some friends and we'll play like a Christmas theme session of D and D. And I just, I, I love that idea, man. Like the D and D nerd in me is yeah. just so happy that that could potentially be a Christmas tradition. That you know, someday I'll, yeah. I'll play some Christmas D and D with my kids, maybe, and that would yeah. be so awesome.
1: <laughs> I like that. Kind of think yeah. get a Doctor Who, you know, like they have the, yeah. <laughs> the Doctor Who Christmas specials.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm I'm thinking of going you know i could i could go kind of horror with it and do like a krampus mm-hmm. thing or i could i could yep. do some elves i could do some fae stuff i'm, I'm mm-hmm. not really sure where
0: i'm gonna go with it but it'll be fun elves Get. that build toys like you gotta you gotta go like <laughs> dude I'm <work. laughs> like I'm
2: not even kidding that was what I was thinking is like elves that have like automatons like have them be like oh, toys gosh. that she has to fight or something because uh, yes. <laughs> there's this there's this uh, little campaign setting that my wife and I like to play around with sometimes called elegandria which is just like this ridiculous like my little pony adventure time like princesses <laughs> flying around on airships powered by rainbows sort mm. of setting that I I created for her for her birthday one year and I think I'm gonna. Set this Christmas game in Allegandria and so like fighting
0: toys I just created, totally right sure. I'm sorry I created a setting for her for her <coughs> birthday I did I sounds have ridiculous I built a world I, for you my love happy for birthday for your name day I created yeah, a planet is, for you princesses flying on airships <laughs> powered by rainbows is yeah. a really solid
1: birthday now, gift well they, done yeah. that, that, that is a 9.5 on the nerd scale for sure definitely it's really good
2: the airship also had a I called it a prismatic can. Cannon, and it was a machine gun that fired rainbow hearts out of it
0: <laughs> prismatic <laughs> cheese cannon.
2: and this was the session i ran a session for her birthday and it was uh they were on this rainbow airship and they were fighting uh goblins flying around on a pterodactyl shooting hearts at it it was just i was awesome
1: good good <laughs> <coughs> wow dnd and acid man
0: yeah uh, totally totally. On. I was going to say one of the, one of my favorite things to do on New Year's is to uh, do some just something I haven't really done before on a New Year's, and so that's not that's kind of related to starting a new tradition on you know for your Christmas, Matt. Even mm. if it's not a new yearly tradition, it's just really cool. There's something really cool about playing a game on a holiday, and yeah. the reason I brought up New Year's is because last year I ran a game <coughs> on New Year's, and that was kind of like you know my new thing that i had never done and there was just something about setting aside 4 hours to play a role playing game that was like i feel like i'm being naughty i feel like yeah. i should be doing official <laughs> holiday things right
1: now Or okay, like, to, be, to be fair though i mean how many people sit on a sofa for 4 or 5 hours watching football or you yeah. know on a holiday or or you know drinking eggnog and, and yeah, and, yeah you totally know. exactly i mean how, how's that any different
0: it's not at all it's just the spectrum of the social norms is that we can we can get into that in the banter topic if you want it's just it's it's just uh it's it's all a spectrum alex yep yeah
2: yeah no it makes sense and it's it's uh it's something that feels a little weird the first time you do it but if if you if you keep doing it it just becomes one of those weird traditions that is distinct to your holiday experience and uh i really like that man because like i love playing yeah. D anD i love hanging out with my wife and uh i want that to be part of the holiday tradition so
1: yeah absolutely that's cool yeah uh
0: you know speaking of some other holiday traditions uh, yes. a lot of people around this time of year like to uh go to the movies um are there do you guys want to talk about any new movies that came out i'm just kidding you thought i was going to segue and then i was like <laughs> oh no Took this is turn. that was a, a long board this is a longboard. <laughs> not I a segue <laughs> a longboard. oh my gosh. i hear no, the
2: segue coming
0: it's coming around the bend <laughs> i don't want to talk about movies i actually do want to talk about the topic today which is gifts rewards for your characters in the game to kind of bring in the holidays and the gift-giving, uh, what do you call that, um, season or words, words, gifts, the Mm gift-giving words, gifts time. And, uh, (laughs) welcome everybody to Roll Up and Die. My name is Barker. And my name is Matt from A Fistful of Dice. (laughs) And my name is Alex, aka Captain Gothnog. And I'm going to turn this right over to Alex, aka Captain Gothnock, so I can Sweet. rest my
1: voice inside of a back-to-tank. <laughs> that is perfectly okay. Uh, well, tonight, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, uh, gifts that uh, are not so much gifts, but rewards that that uh, <clears throat> DMs can can give to give to players, and I mean, yeah. eh, eh, or to the characters, really. Uh, I suppose you give gifts to players too, but to the characters, that's just bribery. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it Really, should work the other way around, but you know, uh, that's one of the things that everyone looks for in a game as a player. You know, you're looking for that reward, you're looking for that treasure hoard, you're looking yeah. for that magic item, the pile of gold, whatever it happens to be. And I mean, I, th- I think I think kind of what we're looking at here is not so much the the standard tropes of you know gold, magic item, you know that sort of thing, but maybe something a little bit outside the box. Yeah, what can it, what can a GM or, uh, give to a player? Uh, player character that is is not just the standard oh look we have more gold now oh look another another plus two sword oh look yeah put it in with the rest you know (laughs) the expected upgrade of one of my pieces of equipment that i've been
0: waiting for you know (laughs) i figured it would be the crossbow because it was the sword last time and the shield before that so now it makes sense that I now Wait. have a full plus two setup.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it, it's definitely starts to feel very video gamey, you know, like like in World of Warcraft, you know, oh, what's what's the drop for this this boss or whatever, you know, it, it, it that's um, it, it kind of for me anyway, it takes me out of the game as far as that goes. It's like oh yeah, you know, I mean, I used to get excited about treasure too when you know, way back when I first started playing, but after a while, you just kind of get like, I don't know, not, not necessarily jaded to it, but you kind of. You want something a bit more. You want something different. You want, um, you want to go out outside that that trope. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's
2: about oh, it's about character. Like, hmm. not character as in player character, but I want a reward that has a little bit of character to it. I want it to yeah. be something that is a li- like you're saying, Alex, a little bit different. That has uh, maybe unforeseen uses. Something that's not immediately like, oh yeah, I can use this in the next combat, but something that's like. Oh, this is something I'll have to think about how I'm going to use this, you know, whether it be uh, an item or mm-hmm. or something else.
0: That yeah, I was actually going to okay. ask uh, go ahead Alex first and then remind me to s- say Barker,
1: say what you were going to say earlier and I'll okay. there's no way I'll have forgotten it. <laughs> All right. No, uh, what, what I was going to say is that um uh, you know, oh, I lost no. what I was gonna say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, bitch.
1: Barker, say
2: what you were gonna say. What
0: are you talking Barker, about? I don't know. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um,
2: no edits, baby. No,
0: <laughs> no edits. oh god, no edits. I was They're actually wrong. gonna, I was gonna, after saying, I'm gonna rest my voice, and I'm like, <laughs> no, let me talk a little bit more. I just want to throw out this one thing, Matt. Uh, um, <laughs> I actually, usually at roll, Unroll Up and Die, where historically, we will start by telling you, kind of showing you the, the wrong way to do something. You know, like, yeah, oh, yeah. let's come up with some bad rewards to, mm. uh, to to show what we're talking about. But actually, I think we should do the opposite thing. Matt had a really good idea. He has a reward that mm-hmm. he is giving to the provokers and just mm-hmm. to show yeah. people what we're talking about when we talk about character rewards i think matt you should dive into that and let's just go into the deep end right now so <laughs> so we yep. can kind of set the bar
2: yeah okay cool so um uh, well recently the the provokers the uh, dnd game that i run on my channel a fistful of dice um they are about to acquire a airship uh, specifically, it's bah, it's bah, called bah. a Leviship in my setting uh, because it uses these things called leva stones, uh, the same sort of rock that make up the floating islands in my world. Mm-hmm. Uh, this engineer has figured out a way to uh, lash these floating islands to a ship and use it as an airship. Um, and it's kind of cool. It's like, it's the first airship that has existed in my setting for thousands of years no one else has an airship so it's not like they're going to get up in the sky and there's going to be other people flying around an airship Mm -hmm. they're literally going to have the only airship that exists um and it wasn't something that i just handed to them it was something that they had to work for like uh, i was like two or three sessions ago they got to see (coughs) it for the first time and the guy that was making it was like yeah it's going to be really cool if i can get these these elemental stones of air that I need to be in order to propel it forward Mm -hmm. and, or in order to maneuver it and not have it just float wherever it wants to go. Um, And so the provokers literally had to go into a like desolate dragon blasted desert to find these stones. Um, And they found them and now they're back in the city. uh, And uh, in the next session, they'll be able to install these stones in the engine of the airship and, they'll be able to take off and fly it around and the entire continent of Aranoth will be open to them. And that is, uh, I just think that's really cool, man. And I I like the idea not only of giving them an airship, but giving them goals with that airship because Mm -hmm. it's not like they're going to get this thing and it's going to be outfitted with armor or weapons or anything like that. It's just going to be a big floating slab of wood. And so it's going to be up to them to decide, well, do we want to go to... I do we want to go to Stone Rift and buy a mm-hmm. bunch of weapons to outfit this thing with and pay to have the dwarves plate it in metal? Do we want to go, you know, somewhere else and try to get some better sales on this thing? Mm-hmm. Do we want to make it really fast anything. and maneuverable? Yeah, like it's just <laughs> You
0: could like if there's like a, a storyline that involves two rival leaders, we can use the airship as like their their location for meeting. Like there there are yeah. plot hooks that can take I yeah. at the very least am just excited to be able to describe my character's bunk. I have no idea why that's exciting to me, but I have a new yeah. space with this character, and oh, to yeah. me, that's better than a, a you know a regular yeah. basic piece of like a trinket or a Absolutely. piece of equipment or a level yep. up.
2: Absolutely, I I, uh, I I sort of compare it to um, like giving your players a base of operations, a stronghold, a castle, mm-hmm. a, a tavern that they can own and operate. You know, it's exactly. a not only a way to get around and a way to be awesome and fight things like. Do you know, dragons in the air, but it's a it's a cool place to lay your head and have a spot that your character can call home. And I think that's really yeah. neat and really valuable.
1: It's also nice because it, it it is can be a double edged sword too, because yeah. it it gives them it, number one it gives them something they can lose, <laughs> you know. Yes. That they have exactly. that they have to watch out for now. Oh, and man, yeah. and especially with something really unique like an airship, it basically paints a big target on them too. It's mm-hmm. like because everyone's gonna remember that. They're gonna see it coming. They're gonna be like, "Oh, it's them!" <laughs> you know, they're gonna yeah. they're gonna quickly become notorious. You know, people are gonna know yeah. that they're uh, uh, who they are and, and what they have. And for
0: one reason or another, even yeah. if they're completely good, you know, the nefarious <clears throat> powers in the world are gonna see that mm-hmm. ship and think, "All right, we need to shut them down for A, B, and C reasons."
2: Yeah, yeah or, or we need to or, we need or to or capture it and and make one of our own <laughs> right. or whatever, you know. It's yeah. uh that's what I'm really excited about that Alex because it's like it it not only is it giving them tools to use as players, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, it's giving me something that I'm like I can't wait to see how the factions that are working against these players decide to uh react to this. Are they going to create new weapons that can potentially bring it down? Are they going to make allies of flying creatures to try and take it? Like I'm just really excited yep. for all the all the possibilities
1: yeah and and it's the same with a lot of different features like that if you if you give you know if you give the, your 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 play characters a stronghold, well now mm. they have to defend that you yeah. know they have to pay people to run it they have to take care of yep. the people who are now in their charge you know it it's uh you know, there's more to it than just hey you have a you have this cool castle now it's like well wait a minute there's more to it than you know you have to figure out. How to run it. I mean, I'm not saying that they have to become accountants and pay their tax, you know, <laughs> fill out a tax form right. every year. All right, everybody,
0: but, pull out your ledgers. Uh, this is the uh, session's 6.5. Rule to fill out your tax form.
2: Everyone open QuickBooks on your laptops and we'll start. <laughs>
0: you got your character sheet. You've D&D got your QuickBooks. used to be fun.
2: Meanwhile, Barker's over there like, this is my favorite campaign ever. This is the best game. Oh, man, look at how the numbers add up so perfectly.
1: <laughs> um, oh, and by the way, I remember what I was going to say earlier, which was uh, one of the things that's important to me is that whatever the reward is, even if it's, you know, typical treasure, that it makes sense where it is. Yeah. You know, that, that it makes sense that they find it. You know, if, if you... Like, um, like we
0: found our airship in the middle
1: of a dungeon. Just sitting there in right. the middle
0: of a room, and we yeah, like found yeah. it in a chest. So, right? That's what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Guys, what there's the an airship in what? here. Holy crap. Hey guys, oh. <laughs> why it's, why it's would like an orc, you know, a bunch of orcs have a staff in the Magi? There's just no reason they would have that. <laughs> you know, it, it just, it, it, <laughs> it, yep. it, mm. you know, you want to think, you don't have to go into detail, but you want to think of its history. Why is it there? You know, right. um, how did it get there? uh h- yes. why aren't they using it? <laughs> you know if there's this p- magic item or something that they have why wouldn't they use it? You know yeah. um, why are they sitting on this on this thing or why are they sitting on these things or whatever it happens to be that oh, dragon sure. you can kind of you know hand wave because they're kind of known for just hoarding things mm-hmm. and sitting on them, which is fine, but mm-hmm. a lot of other things it, it just doesn't make sense that that you know it, it needs to make sense that they would have it. Yeah,
0: I think one of the reasons I was excited to talk about this subject is because we Mm -hmm. just got done uh, releasing Be a Better Weapon Master 2, which is Mm -hmm. filled just not only with weapons, but one of the the things, and this is the thing that you were talking about, Alex, is just there there are cool ways to give them to the characters in realistic ways that also push the plot forward. Like, it's not that there's just this staff of the Magi in this goblin layer just in this chest. No this staff of the magi has been hidden in this mm-hmm. layer, stashed with a body in a closet behind some cleaning supplies with a poison <laughs> that, when it explodes, will freeze all of your flesh off like it's, yeah. there's there's a lot more to that, and just the little like you said, just making it feel like it should be in this place, like yeah. somebody at one point put it here for a, a believable reason takes it miles further in my eyes as a player yeah. yeah and and all it takes to do that is
1: you know a, a skeleton Be a better a weapon note. master too <laughs> well, oh that, sorry yes. go ahead no yeah, go ahead Alex. <laughs> yes that absolutely get that um but no oh, it, oh. It, like in in your campaign you, you know instead of just having a magic item in a room you have a body with it you know clutching yeah. it holding on to it um Uh, with maybe a bit of parchment with some, some kind of message on it saying, you know, kind of describing why they're there. Maybe there's a journal, maybe there's a note from a King saying, you know, you need to make sure that this gets to so-and-so. And And this could, this could be a thousand years old. It doesn't matter. The point is that you're, you're kind of placing it within the world and giving it even a, uh, a very basic history. It doesn't have to be super detailed, but if the, but if the characters dig into it, then you can expand that detail. But it gives you know it gives it that anchor to the world. Yeah,
0: and it's still a reward, even if it's not oh, like yeah. a congratulations, da 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 da. da You beat the <laughs> the big bad, and now you get the sword. It's it feels rewarding to find that gemstone behind a brick in a wall yeah. that someone had placed there. That is a reward from the game master to the characters. Mm-hmm. That's something that I can take and run with.
1: Yeah, and um, and a lot of physical. Rewards don't have to be, um, you know, either extraordinary magic items or, or something of extreme wealth. They could just be cool little things. Yeah, yeah, they can, they can, they can, they can be tied into history, especially if you have, you know, a detailed history to your world, and you know, there's a a, a great period in, in time that that everyone knows about, or a great battle, and you know, again, kind of like, uh, you know, the swords they recovered from the uh, uh, the trolls in in. In The Hobbit, you know, yeah. the, the, these blades had a history to them with a name and it meant something. They weren't just, you know, plus one sword A and plus one sword B, you know, it was, yep. <laughs> they they had something to them. They had names and they had reasons why they were called that. And they, you know, they, the, the characters knew that.
0: Now, what do you yeah. think about something like, because you just made me think, Alex, Like, (laughs) let's say I want to put an infamous prisoner in my game, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to have the characters stumble across their prison, or they're going to venture to the prison where this person was kept, and they're going to find a set of shackles that, you know, the storyline kind of says these had to have at one point bound the wrists of this famous prisoner that you are now fighting for or whatnot. That Mm -hmm. little trinket, just that little story background, is that rewarding enough for a character? Like, how do you... What, at what point do you are you at what point do you need to add some sort of mechanical number or upgrade or kind of gamey aspect to the reward to make it more worth it
1: or do you at all mm. i guess it depends on the players you know if, if 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 you have a group that really likes the you know the tangible reward of of gold and treasure then you definitely want to include some of that yeah. um yeah. but if you have characters who aren't as fussed by it or or maybe they have a lot of gold maybe they've got more than they know what to do with in a way now and, and <laughs> yeah and so it doesn't matter as much you know so maybe having this trinket that has important ties to their their character's history or to um some famous you know character in the world that can that can sometimes be enough yeah
2: you know i i'm i'm more and more uh a, a big fan of like minor or like mundane magic items, and mm. I uh, there's a whole section in Xanathar's Guide, the new D anD D book, with yeah. mundane magic items, and yeah. they're. Oh my god, they're wonderful. There's like, uh, yep. there's a cloak that literally just it billows on command and does nothing else. There's uh, armor. <laughs> cool. There's armor that you can take off as an action. It's called like cast off armor or whatever. So like if you fall overboard on a ship, you don't sink to the bottom because you just yep. hit a switch Jettison. and the armor just kind of explodes off of you. Um, there's this. Uh, there's a key that has a 5% chance of opening a lock. And as soon as it opens a a lock, it disappears. So it's just a one-off, like potentially could open a lock. I really, really like stuff like that. And I feel like you can feel free to just like give as many of those as, to your players as you want because oh, yeah. it's like they're not going to break the game with a shield with a face on it that can change the expression at will. They're just going <laughs> to do cool role play stuff with it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or 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 a a flagon that will. Chill any liquid put in it, you know. Yes, <laughs> to a, to exactly. a, You know, a, cu- a cool temperature. Exactly, you know? because the yeah.
2: the players are going to have fun with that, and they're going to be excited yeah, yeah. about it. But it's not some item that just adds another number to their sheet.
1: Right, right. And and some, but sometimes those things can actually make a mechanical difference. You know, depending on how they're used. Yeah. For a clever for a clever uh, player. You know, they might take something that's they would seemingly be mundane and 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 you know, spin it into something that could save their life someday. Who knows?
2: Absolutely. I could see, I could see a player being like, I want to try and I want to use my cast off armor. I want to take it off and I want to try and use it as cover or something like that. And I'd be like, dude, absolutely. You can totally do that. So yeah, I, I totally see what you're saying.
0: Yep. Or like someone who's just trying to put on a show and entertain like a bachelorette party, per se, yeah. and wants to <laughs> cast off the armor in Dude, one turn. advantage
2: <laughs> on a performance check to strip. Absolutely. got a, a, bar's a, bar's a, a game, stripper.
0: Game-breaking. Like game if breaking. they just
2: ejected out of a suit of armor, they'd be the most sought-after stripper in the world. That was it. That was it. Yeah.
0: The, um, the best part about these mundane gifts is mm-hmm. that you can give them in kind of like a true true kind of holiday fashion you can give them to the characters from npcs wrapped up in boxes mm. i mean that yeah. like for <laughs> yeah. you this is a cloak oh, sure. and it billows on command like this is these are thoughtful gifts from npcs that you your characters have built rapport with and friendships mm-hmm. with and relationships with over time and of course they would kind of give each other gifts yep
2: yeah definitely <laughs>
1: the the other reward that i wanted to bring up too was the idea of non physical things like boons that you can get from a yes a, a king or or a lord or some you know other powerful to, figure yeah i wanted or, to talk
2: about that too that's awesome
1: yeah yeah i mean it's it, having a king who owes you a favor you know and he gives you oh. this 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 special token saying you know you get basically he wouldn't word it like this but basically you get one favor from me <laughs> Use it yeah. well. That kind of thing, um, that can be really cool. You know, yeah. having
0: that favor you can pull, you're getting knighted maybe, and then like you eat for yeah. free anywhere in the city, or yeah. you, you know you're, right, you're right. you have the key to the city. That's a cool little thing.
2: Yeah, okay. I was gonna say like a getting a title is like a big mm-hmm. deal. Like you know you're no longer just Lothar, you're Lothar, Lothar. the Underhanded or something, and it's right, like that, right. hey, that's a cool like reward to get is like a neat. Uh, title that people know your character by like that's that would be cool for me in a campaign mm-hmm. to get something like that well i or like what you statue. said barker.
1: <laughs> yeah, statue, yeah actually, that I would be cool that. too yeah. I, I like what you said bill barker about you know eating for free i mean that could be a lo- kind of a low-level thing you could get at a tavern you've saved this tavern from some you know minor you know, problem, but is major to them. And they're yeah. like, hey, you know what? You you come to this town, you eat here for free. <laughs> you know, you stay yep. here for free, you eat here for free. We're putting a special room aside just for you. You show up, it's yours, you know? Uh, yeah, that would be amazing. That's not a huge reward. Not It's not like... It gonna, is, is gonna, gonna get... Right, right, right. It is, but it isn't. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. like like you know, like like Matt said, it's not something that's going to break the game or that, that can be terribly abused. You know, I'm going to use this tavern to destroy
0: the <laughs> that's <laughs> I'm going
1: to we're going to launch the tavern into the sun, opening
0: a plane <laughs> a portal between the Feywild and the Shadow.
2: <laughs> uh, One thing exactly. that uh, Adventures in Middle Earth does really well is um, you can gain uh titles with various cultures in middle earth so you can become an elf friend and it means that you get you know different advantages when dealing with elf cultures and you can pass uh without being harassed through elven Mm -hmm. lands which is normally you can't just walk into you know uh imlateras and just walk around like you you have to have the title of elf friend and uh I really like that man. There's like yeah. a table. There's a table in Adventures in Middle Earth that's like, if you're friends with this culture, you get this title, and if you're friends with this culture, you get this title. And I'm just like, dude, if I was if I was playing an Adventures in Middle Earth campaign, I would like Pokemon the hell out of these titles, and I'd be like, I need to get them all, man. <laughs> I gotta have every title in this book after my name. I just mother want mother of
0: dragons. Yeah, queen I want of the my name to be mostly commas.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, of segues. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> No, I I love those kind of things. I love the the, um, just the variety of things you can do because once you start thinking in terms of, you know, what can you give them that's not necessarily a physical thing, but something that they can, um, either call upon or, or use as an impressive sort of yeah um, uh I don't know what's the word I'm looking for kind of an icebreaker you know if you walk yeah. you know if you walk into some a town and you're trying to get information and you're just. uh, uh, Logar, but if you say I'm, you know, Sir Logar, you know, uh, knighted by so-and-so and, and, uh, keeper of this object or whatever, and, and, and they're like, whoa, okay, this is, this is someone of, of note. This is not just, you know, some, some, uh, sleazy adventurer coming into our town, stirring up trouble. Yeah. There's oh, sure. some note coming into a town is starting up trouble. Exactly. <laughs> especially
0: especially if they are <clears throat> in town riding on the glorious mount that you have rewarded them at some point. That's oh, another yeah. gift <laughs> right, idea right. that's yep. super utilized oh, all yeah. the time. Like that's mm-hmm. a World of Warcraft thing. Like that's yeah. the getting your mount and in D and D, I think, you know, as a paladin, that's something that you can mm-hmm, get. Yeah. I was just talking with uh, our buddy Josh on Discord today about Something like that. And he one of the things he mentioned is that, you know, in his gaming group, he gets the mount, right? Because he's mm-hmm. this character that gets this mount. And he thinks that everybody should get one. Like, yeah. And it doesn't even have to be, like, the same type of mount. They could all be different, just flavored or reskinned differently. Yep. Nothing game-breaking. But that's just a, a cool thing for a party to have, uh, especially yeah. when you get into the higher levels, I'm sorry, but you're not yeah. a hero unless you've ridden into battle on your mount. <laughs> like that's just <laughs> yeah. not that's a that's a legal thing. That's not my opinion. That you, you're not <laughs> that legally is, a hero. That's in
2: the rules. Yeah, definitely it is canon. Well, and and on that same uh, that same vein, like uh, mounts, animal companions, <clears throat> NPC followers, hirelings, like yeah. things like this, like. Give those to your players. I I was uh, I I follow Jeremy uh, Crawford on Twitter, and someone was asking him why don't any of the classes have the ability to like gain NPC followers, and he responded because anyone can do that. Like it's we don't we don't limit that to a single class or race or background. Anyone can hire somebody or gain the loyalty of someone. You can save them, and they vow Mm -hmm. to stand by your side. It's like you know if. It'd be cool if I was playing a character and I ended up getting a squire or someone that followed me oh, around sure. and maintained my armor or aided me in yeah. combat when I needed it, you know, got my meals ready for me. Like, if I'm a high-level adventurer, I'm not going to be making my own dinner. I need someone to make it for me. So give me an NPC hireling to, to do that stuff for me. I think uh, stuff like that is very useful and, and cool for RP as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. I love the the that one idea. thing DMs want to think about with that is uh, be aware that obviously you're adding in, you're adding a more permanent NPC to the to the campaign. Oh, totally. And you got to figure out how you're gonna how you're gonna handle that. You know, are you gonna let the the PC run their their guy for the most part? You know, or for you, sure, you, you yeah. Know, are, are you gonna take it? Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I wonder... Oh, No, go ahead. No, okay, really
0: quick. Take that to the logical extreme and give them an entire adventuring party that's kind of (laughs) almost like contracted from them and is l- slightly lower level than them. And we'll do all the m- little dungeons and they'll get a cut or, or, you know, if there's a big boss <laughs> coming, you can have them join. I like the mm. idea of rewarding the characters with people, no matter how yeah. many, that's a really
1: cool idea. Yeah. I-, I remember a while back, there was a discussion online about, about the you know hirelings and stuff like that, and saying, "Oh, you know the, the I think it was a GM complaining because their party had bought all these hirelings, and now they're just having them do all these menial jobs and things like that." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well, you know, there's a there's an upside to that as a GM too, because these guys are people. You know, you want to think of them in terms of people. They're not just you know automatons that that just do whatever the PCs say." Yep. These are people who can be disgruntled, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? They can who be have, bought off by an enemy. They yeah, can yeah. they can they can turn on them. Or they can be they can be taken hostage. You know, once once the PCs begin to care about these you know, even hirelings that they can begin to care about. Yeah, and, they could have secrets. You know, oh, they
0: could have had yeah. bad nights of sleep.
1: Like there's just a million <clears throat> different things that could make these pe- people right, right, into right. people. I mean, it, it's it's yeah. a great opportunity for a GM to really add more depth to it. And also to give the DM sort of a, a a ghost voice in the campaign as well. You know, being able to speak sort of through these uh, NPCs in a way, you know, not necessarily to guide the, 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 the players, but to sort of um, nudge in some cases, uh, you know, or remind them of things that maybe they didn't think, you know, they, they've sort of forgotten. Right. Like uh, the players might say, uh, well, you know, screw screw going you know going in, going any further in this dungeon it's like i don't know the the king he really wanted that uh that scepter he's not going to be pleased if we return without it and they are like yeah you're right you know just that kind of thing you know not yeah you know, not, not give it not just giving him information but kind of just a little yeah don't forget remember you promised the king you'd get that scepter <laughs> oh yeah that's right <laughs>
2: <laughs> no that's it's great i mean uh, uh, hirelings and npcs like that are they are a resource to be utilized by the by the dm as well as the players so i yeah. think uh And, like, if your players are being clever and, like, using hirelings to, like, earn money on the side and stuff, I'd be like, good job, guys. Like, this is really smart. You know? (laughs) Like, I wouldn't be disgruntled. That would would make me happy. And the best
0: rewards come from challenges. And the, Mm -hmm. the bigger the challenge, the greater the reward. I was playing in a Middle Earth game. (laughs) <laughs> under Lloyd E-R-L-D-M, so this is not going to be a very surprising story to many people but someone <laughs> uh, uh, someone died and it was the next session after that and they said hey did we uh did we get that person's body so we could have a funeral and Lloyd said uh you can go back and get it if you'd like <laughs> and, and of course <laughs> it's in this ultra dangerous location there's right. no possible way in or out without fighting and it was all it was this moment of like listen that would be one hell of a reward wouldn't it a funeral for your friend but mm-hmm. <laughs> that would Would. it's totally up to you oh oh i guess you didn't like them that much there there are, here's the deal <laughs> rewards come in many colors is the whole point of this episode i think and even oh, yeah. e- especially even and especially the intangible things are the best yeah no absolutely so do you guys want to uh, create an idea or answer a question or answer an idea and create a question? <laughs> I'm good at the latter.
1: <laughs> oh, <clears throat> Yeah, let's let's answer a question. We haven't done that in a while. Okay, do you have excellent. Any questions? I actually don't have it open. <laughs> uh, I just
2: <laughs> I, realized that we didn't put up a post for this no, no, episode. No,
1: <laughs> no,
0: no. I have a question here, uh, Matt. It's... Um demo. hey, where is the question on Facebook?
2: <laughs> you you all right, I'm gonna do something really quick. Okay, so we're gonna come up with an idea first. I'm on the absolute tabletop official group on Facebook right now, and I'm gonna ask people if they have any oh, questions. Oh beautiful. And then
0: okay, <laughs> so we'll do an idea, and then when we're done, like we'll have type. questions. All right. And oh gosh. Oh man, this is uh <laughs> here, listen, history. Wait, hold on. No, <laughs> that was, I was gonna, uh, n- <laughs> current events. Is just history written under pressure. Mm-hmm. That doesn't. None of that makes sense right now. Forget it. No, I no. can't even. I, I would edit that out, but I'm not going to. now. But we're not going to. We're, we're we're not we're All right. So here on Roll Up and Die, we create an idea that you can steal, and I imagine we're going to create a cool reward or a wait for for characters to get a reward or. Maybe go around and slowly but surely add on to an idea that will some somehow uh, add up to be one big, cool character reward and a way to yeah. give it to them.
1: Well, yeah, I, th- I think what we can do is pick a, um, uh, maybe pick some kind of uh, feat that they accomplished and then decide sort of what kind of reward, uh, uh, what would be the sort of, what could, and what could be the repercussions of it. Mm. You know what what what's what are gonna be the benefits? What are going what could what are the potential you know downside to getting you know this reward, whatever it happens to be. Okay, all right, so, so, I, so gonna, I think that can work.
0: I'm gonna roll this uh D twelve and okay. I'm not gonna lie about the results at all. <laughs> okay, I put, oh, I Alex, it says Okay, perfect. <laughs> Alex, you go ahead and go first and then Bastard. we'll slowly add on to that. Oh, oh and, okay. and Matt Matt did post the yeah. question. I did okay, yeah. So so we we so we get we, any.
1: We will stall into that question as is, is yeah. post. post
2: I'm doing that I'm doing that um that thing that the cameramen do where they like they take their hands and they look like they're they're stretching something pulling, out on ca- Yeah, ass. Yeah, yeah, just I'm pulling taffy here telling you to stretch <laughs> out the time. <laughs> stretch <laughs> out the time. Pulling uh, taffy is the new is that is
0: perfect we can, descriptor we can, can do this like. All right. So idea,
1: you can steal. Become the sloth from uh He's utopia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, we're going to say that the the player characters um had rescued uh someone of importance to uh uh you know, one of the, one of the local nobles. Uh we'll say they uh we'll say they rescued a nephew who had been captured for ransom. And uh uh there was there was no agreement made ahead of time necessarily for what sort of reward they would get, um, but they they managed they managed to, to sort of bring him back. And not only did they bring him back, but they were able to sort of uh, uh, give him some uh, information about some other related plot um, against him. So uh, that that was that was sort of the 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 mission that they accomplished. Ooh. So what kind of, so what kind of reward could they, would they potentially see from that? Okay. Very
0: cool. Um, that is a 10 on the D 12 and Matt, you were <coughs> one through six. So I'm going to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, uh, I, I like the idea that the reason the, the players were, that that the reward was never quite set in stone beforehand is that whoever's offering, Whoever is offering the job um has a lot of money and that's probably mm. the reason that their uh prominent family member was taken for ransom anyway you know there yeah. it's probably out of the question like listen you know we're going to repay you adventurers just look at this house look at all of these things. like there's not going to be an issue there <laughs> um the reward therefore i think should be like an asset um, I I think I'm I'm getting inspired, kind of some by something Alex you said a while ago, and I think mm-hmm. in a Facebook message, but like some sort of one of this one of this family's assets, like a mm-hmm. land or a property or a stock inside of a company or something like that, should be the reward at stake mm-hmm. or on cool. the table. Yeah. Nice. Um. So. Uh, That would be Matt. That's actually you. You're going to have to go and (coughs) talk about how this uh, ransom will lead to an asset.
2: So what I think, um, I I, I really like the idea that it's sort of this non-tangible sort of asset. Um, And what I think it's going to be is, um, I think it's going to be some sort of mine. Uh, Something that is maybe a little strange that didn't work out for the family. It required a little bit too much uh, effort or money or time to get it up and running. And so they sort of say, hey, you know, we own this mine. It never really took off for us, but I think you lot could maybe make something of it. So we'd like to sign the ownership of this mine over to you. And. What they find out is that the mine is, uh, it's not gold or iron or silver or anything like that. It's maybe like, um, I'm trying to think of something like weird, like a a natural gas or a a, a mineral that is maybe not like a liquid metal or something like that. Something cool and weird that isn't immediately like helpful or obvious what you're supposed to do with it. A, it
1: could be a maybe a, maybe like a salt mine. I mean, I was people, gonna say salt. You know, yeah. People, Ooh, yeah, people people underestimate the value of salt, which is is critical in you know for life. I mean, people you know people need salt, and if you're not not near an ocean, uh, a salt mine could be extremely valuable. Yeah, I like that. That's really cool. But yeah, but they're not gonna walk in, break off a piece of salt, and go sell it in a town. You know, it's not. You know, yeah, it, it's yeah, not like gold, right?
2: Yeah, I really like that. And I, I I love the idea of like uh, you know, they 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 take the time and they, they hire some people to work this mine and they end up making a little bit of a profit and you know, mm-hmm. a <coughs> a few months or years down the line, they're uh they're in a tavern or something and there's like uh their brand salt sitting on the table or something like that, <laughs> yeah. you know.
1: Oh neat. No <coughs> no oh, yeah. what could cool. be potential either downside or maybe plot hook that could be associated with this? Maybe there's
2: stuff living in the mine.
1: Uh, It was, well, Mm -hmm. you know, what do you need to run a mine? You need people.
0: And in in the ancient times, that basically was almost always slaves. And so in role-playing games this is a, a really good way to jump onto that kind of commentary, like you guys were talking earlier, role-playing uh, games is a good medium for kind of social commentary and mm-hmm. whatnot. You know, ask yourselves, what, what do the characters think about this? You know, if they inherit this mine and all of a sudden they get there and they're really excited, even if it's, you know, gems, even if it's, an you know, an emerald mine, yeah. there are veins of gems and it's glorious. Once they get in there, they see that everything's beautiful except for the people working it. They all look downtrodden, they all look sad, and they're yeah. all owned now by the characters. What if yeah. one of those what if one of those miners comes up to the characters and says hey you know how long not long you know we're not doing this for for very long or even says listen we'd all do this for pay if you could pay us we'd all do this we just you know i have yeah. introduced kind of little plot arcs that relate to um. Now, maybe this is you know. Be careful what you wish for, sort of thing. Not yeah. entirely. I don't want to say that because you know. Oh, here's a wonderful airship provokers next session. It explodes out of the sky. <laughs> like I no, please don't do that. <laughs>
1: hey, spoilers. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. Um. But you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they they still get the mine. But yeah, like you said, they show up and and maybe they find out that the place is run by slave labor and yeah. maybe they're all maybe they're all the same race, maybe they're all like it's all run by these by gnomes, you know, they're mm. the, it's all gnome slaves or half-orc or halfling or something like that. And now they have to come to grips with the fact that you know, that's where this stuff comes from, that these people are, are running that and that's uh, they own people now. <laughs> and how do they oh, yeah. how do they deal with that?
0: Or like, yeah, you know, yeah. maybe the mine poisons the, the downstream village or something and they mm. have to solve that issue. Yeah. And then once that's done, look, you're staring down the barrel of the next reward. Now you have <laughs> yep. a, a larger land holding. These plot arcs that you're talking about, Alex, the mm-hmm.
1: things that lead from one thing to another, they're they're endless. Oh okay. yeah. Yeah. I mean, there could be a territorial dispute <laughs> in the area that, that, that could that could create some drama, you know. Uh, someone else has, has claims on the land nearby and, and this mine is affecting, you know, their property somehow, uh, you know, so that, that's, that's the kind of thing that can happen anywhere. Um, yep. you know, maybe, maybe the salt is, is, is needed somewhere else, but they're, uh, they're sort of taking it from someone else's land in a way, you know, it's so like yeah, the, yes. the, they they this mine was illegally set up perhaps, even though they, they may own the land, Legally, as far as the kingdom is concerned, these other people say, you know, this was our land and it was taken from us. That sort of thing. So there's all kinds of yeah, really cool storylines you yeah. can go with. Yeah, what happens yeah. when one of these workers starts pocketing the
0: alchemical ingredients in the mine to form to perform <laughs> some sort of ritual? What happens uh, yeah. when they're actually giving it to a larger power that be a sorcerer in the region that's using it for their own nefarious purposes? You know, there the more it's almost like money you don't ever yeah. get more money you just get control over more money and now you have control <laughs> over more stuff and that will give yeah. you just as many problems if not more than you had before yeah. yeah
1: i think you ought to be careful not to make it too negative in in all the time like once in a while having something like that is kind of yeah. cool but if you if you make all the rewards. So negative that they don't, that's, that's true. They just don't want them anymore. It's like, yeah, no, you know what? Forget it. We don't, we don't want any more rewards. We're closing give the up character the some
0: damn salt. Yeah. Give yeah. Them, let
1: them have some
0: salt occasionally, too. Yeah.
2: I like the idea, too, of like uh, every, everything with the mine is going well and everything starts out well and the, the workers are, you know, well paid and everything, but then they break, you know, they have the traditional like breaking through into something they didn't anticipate being underneath the mine and there's, you know, some sort of, you know, magic aura or monster or something in there and the player characters have to uh, there's trouble at the mine. We got to go back and deal with it. And they get oh, there, and it's just pandemonium as well, monsters or yeah, I mean, salt golems twist. or something are coming out of. The...
1: <laughs> that would be cool. That, that's a great <laughs> twist on a on a on a dungeon crawl, though. Too. I mean, most dungeon crawls are, are impersonal. You know, we're going yeah, into this tomb, if and, and, and if we're, you're and we're, crawling and we're, and we're through your own
2: dungeon, that's a that's yeah. a big deal. Well, that's
1: it. <laughs> that is <laughs> awesome. Know, now this is our place. We're crawling in and, and trying to you know make it safe. That's going to yeah, change you can't a lot just of
2: kick in all the doors. We paid for these doors. Man those hinges are expensive. Hey, quit hey, quit hey. kicking in the doors.
1: <laughs> stop looting yeah, the exactly.
0: chests. You put that loot in there.
2: That's our stuff. Quit Loth- taking that. Lothar, you
0: put that loot in there. <laughs> we're looting our we're looting our own stuff. This is my room, man. Can you stop looting? <laughs> Can you stop smashing these statues? That's my face. <laughs> man,
2: I wanna run I now I want to do that. I wanna run like a dungeon yeah, crawl too, in a in a property too. that the characters own.
1: On, on, uh, on, a, on a quick side note, I I uh in, in, in a campaign, I um, the wizard uh, they they were all sort of given different things uh, by this by the city that was grateful to them, and one of them inherited this wizard's tower that had been abandoned for like, um, uh, like a century or more, and, and the city had had not had an official wizard as part of their <laughs> you know as part of the city for so long that they were they were not only given that but the title of the city's official wizard. And they didn't realize the implications that came with that, the responsibilities that they were basically uh, uh, accepting by by agreeing to be the city's wizard, that sort of thing. So right. that was kind of like fun. that. That is really yeah. cool. That's up there with yeah. titles and being knighted. Well, right. And- they, 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 that, in that case, they got a title and a you know, kind of a stronghold. It wasn't a huge tower. It, it was, it was prominent in the city, but it wasn't like this gigantic tower, but no one had been in there in, in over a hundred years. And it have been a freaking bouncy castle. And I would have been happy as a player. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, they, they ended up having this, this servant that was actually a construct that was, uh, um, had been in there for a hundred years, keeping the place clean and, and had it you know, she had her own personality when they, <laughs> you know, it, it was a lot of fun. So that's awesome. awesome. That wasn't a huge cool. game changer, but like you said, with mechanics. But it was it was it was fun to have this uh, the this servant and 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 the, this automaton couldn't leave the 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 structure because of the magics that you know animated it.
2: Right. Yeah. That's awesome. <clears throat> yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, so we got some uh, we got some questions, man. I, I posted right. in the Absolute Tabletop official group on Facebook. <laughs> it was an emergency, Sweet. and uh, we got we got some responses here. They so. Got um, we've got a couple questions here that have a couple likes. Do we want to just answer the ones with the most likes here, yeah. like we usually do? Yep, let's yeah. do it. Okay,
1: cool. I think uh, I think
0: we should answer one of Caius's because he got one of the ooh, yep. with the most likes, and then we should answer Williams because he was the first. Cool. And this was okay. like an on the like <laughs> boom, be We're, here or be nowhere.
1: Yeah. All right, that was a so tight race.
0: The.
2: Yeah, so thank you everyone who commented on that. I appreciate that. I'm the worst. Like, I forgot to make the post. Uh, so it's great. cool that you guys came through like literally while we were recording this episode. Uh, I think we <laughs> should answer Caius's second question because it's interesting yeah. to me. Um, how do you cope if you've misjudged and given a reward that is ruining your or another player's enjoyment of the game? Now, I've never experienced this, but I, I mean, I could potentially talk to it, but have you guys ever like given the players a rewards? That you regret giving them?
0: Um. Yeah. Okay. So there's no big like. Oh man. Yeah. The one time when I gave the yeah. the, the the bionic arm of Zinfandel, uh, the white, uh, to the the players. Zinfandel the white. <laughs> yes. Zinfandel the white
1: is, is the white <laughs> He's, he's a, a drunk wizard. Yeah. 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 Uh, what
2: do you mean? I got a bionic arm. I, I gotta, sure as sure as hell uh, wasn't saying my love. What does bionic
1: mean? Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Dark
0: Lord Malbec declared eternal war on the Yellowtail <laughs> Kingdom. <laughs> These are all this is ridiculous. Um I can't think of a single iconic item that went sour, Damn. no. But I I there have but, been a few times where there has been a, a a reward given that did a little too much or exerted a little too much influence on the story and it started taking away from the other players. And whenever that usually happens Usually, it's just about balance, right? I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. think I have a recipe for success here, but it, there is no broken or
1: unbalanced when you are the arbiter of balance. Yeah. yeah. Well, and so much of it depends on the item itself. Like, uh-huh. what is it? And, and I mean, a few ideas are like you could have that item sought after by someone else. Like, so, someone's, someone's been looking for that thing for like, you know, decades now. And as you as as the character starts using it, people start noticing it and hearing about it, and and so pretty soon, this guy hears about it, and it's like, I'm I'm getting that back, you know, and so now even though they still have it, now there's this 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 threat that's sort of drawn to it. Um, there could be a, a sort of a dormant or hidden drawback to it, you know, the sort of built into it if it's an if it's a magic item. Um, these are all really if it's, good,
0: like tangible. Keep going. These are really good ways to do that. <laughs> These are like it's like you're answering the question. This is so weird.
1: <laughs> I know.
2: Isn't that crazy how that works? <laughs> sorry,
1: uh, sorry. I went, I, went, I went off track. Um, <laughs> but and if it's and if it's something non tangible, this all I mean, uh, you know, politics can be really complicated anyway. So if you get a boon from a lord or a noble all it takes is for that noble to fall out of favor or, become, or be assassinated or, uh, you know, something to happen to them and your boon is gone, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, you know, or, you know, even like we said with the with the mine, you know, all it takes is, is a, a territorial dispute or, you know, the mine breaks through into something dangerous or, you know, whatever it happens to be. The, there, there are definitely ways to sort of tack on um, unforeseen Negatives. I mean, obviously, yeah. you want to be careful with that. You don't want it to. You don't want it to seem like you're deliberately hobbit, uh, hobbiting, hobbling the the, <laughs> the, the the player character. But just still hobbit, though, same, I'm, I'm real <laughs> hobbit in this situation. <laughs> well, same sure thing. Now. If you take
0: away too much, you can always give it back a little bit. It's that balance that you're talking about. You can <laughs> right. always kind of give and take. You yeah, know I mean, what it <clears> is. It's it's
2: like uh It's like salt, man. you can never take salt out of a dish you just have to dilute it a little bit and so it's like you know if you add too much salt to your gravy you got to add more like liquid into it you gotta you gotta let not let it reduce so much and be too strong you know and so it's like it's the same thing with fat it's like you're saying alex it's like you can't really take it away necessarily but you can dilute it a little bit
1: that's right yeah um you, you, can, you can figure out a way... Like, magic items are a little trickier, but uh, but there are definitely ways to do it.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: For
0: sure. I think cool. magical items, honestly, it might be a little bit easier, right? They can be because... And you touched on this earlier. Yeah. They're mystical. You can always <clears throat> add a new little, oh, thing you didn't really realize about yeah. it. And some GMs might see that as cheating. And so always put that in in before... You know, just kind of like there's always this weird thing about this item. Maybe it's a strange gemstone that's (laughs) missing from it or something. Always include weird stuff. Yeah, you know what was yeah. <laughs> in Empire Strikes Back? What was that, Matt? You're talking about? <clears throat> no, there is another, and everyone yeah. in the world's freaking out, like, "Oh my god, what does that mean?" You know, it been anything. who knows? It could have been anything. <laughs> right now, it's a plot hook. In yeah. between right, right. Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, that was just a plot hook for the screenwriters. Yeah, and they
2: figured yeah. it out <laughs> before they came out with Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> another option too is, and this is always fun is. Uh, make the item turn out to be cursed or sentient. Yeah. You know, like right. give it give it kind of a drawback like that. And that that can be kind of mean, but it can be fun too. So What if I wanted yeah, I mean, to like
0: have like a sentient weapon? What what would mm-hmm. I do there? How would I go about doing something like that Matt?
2: Um well, if you're going to do a sentient weapon like uh, like after you realize that oh, maybe I shouldn't have given that player that really powerful, maybe I shouldn't have yeah. given him that for, Vorpal Greatsword or whatever, mm-hmm. have the have the weapon become a, but like become active or aware? At a certain point because of some event that happens or they kill a certain creature with it or they're in certain proximity of a certain place. And all of a sudden the sword is exerting its will on them and uh, and they have to make the decision of like, ooh. I this weapon is awesome, but it's also creeping me out and giving yes. me bad <laughs> dreams and trying to make me do things I don't want to do. So maybe yeah. I want to get rid of yeah. it.
0: yeah What if I? Well, yeah, is, and, and, is there a book that might help me do that, Matt? Is there like some sort of RPG <laughs> supplement that um, might help me make a sentient weapon?
2: Not anything oh, that man. I can think of off the top of my someone head. Should,
1: someone should write that,
0: man. That, like I, be it'd be really book.
2: cool if there was like an independent publisher that had a book. About it, um, yeah. Forget it. I'm coming. Alex, you were
0: going to say something and I interrupted you. (laughs) I, I'm drawing a blank too.
1: (laughs) Oh man, don't say it. I'm not going to. (laughs) Okay, good. Um, yeah, and it can be it can be a slow burn thing too. And and how you introduce any kind of negative aspect to a magic item is important. It can be, you know, um a sense of dizziness or, you know, uh, you, uh, maybe start, ha- the, the character starts having bad dreams, you know, yeah. and in these dreams, the, the one common thing they keep remembering is having this item in their hand. And it's part, you know, part of what they're doing. And it sort of begins to communicate to them that way. It could also be triggered by a specific set of circumstances. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time it kills a particular creature, you know, um, because at this point, we're assuming you're making it up on the fly because you accidentally gave them a, a <laughs> weapon that was too powerful. Yeah. Um I mean, so that's the, sort so, of what Tolkien
2: mm, did with the One Ring. He gave Bilbo yeah, this ring, and yeah. then he was like, "Oh man, that's pretty powerful. I should make it evil." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to yeah, write a of, whole he,
2: book, a whole book <clears throat> series about
1: it. <laughs> well, yeah, he had to kind of retcon the, the whole thing yeah. anyway, and, re- and yeah. rewrite The Hobbit even a little bit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I mean, uh, you know, so it kills this this creature that you never killed anything like it before and now suddenly it wakes up you know suddenly something about that triggered it uh so you you can think of good reasons why it hasn't reacted to then or or didn't uh show up in in any kind of identify spell or whatever what have you um but uh yeah i mean and and like i said i I think the non-tangible ones are a lot easier in some ways because they're gonna deal with people and so and so they're gonna be fickle yeah (laughs) you know um uh a lord might might give you some sort of boon and if it's a really powerful boon they can always call you in and start losing that as a little bit of leverage against you too yeah it's like absolutely uh, you know they made they made they made you lord of this whole land and and maybe the the player character has been using it abusing that a bit yeah well i'm the lord of this land blah 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 it's like okay well now you know what I'm, i'm 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 raising an army to go against this the stronghold and all the lords have to report for duty <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> what what yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't know that was part of it
0: you inherited this land oh, you're crap. also going to inherit its trade disputes you know <laughs> and again like you yeah. said alex don't make it too negative yep. like always yeah. make yeah. it yeah. more positive than negative or else it doesn't yep. feel like a reward but those are all really good ways to tip the balance back if something
1: right. goes a little exactly awry.
2: well exactly. and and players legitimately for the most part enjoy overcoming challenges and being creative and strategic. Oh, yeah. And so it, it's just a, a way to, to hit them with a new obstacle. And so if not, they'll enjoy it, you know, no matter what. Yep. Yeah. You, um, so I you think, William, William's question here, we kind of already answered it, but I just want to touch on it a little bit. He said, what are your thoughts on granting or awarding titles to PCs that grant a small benefit to social or combat interactions, and how would you implement them in a balanced way? And I was thinking, reading his question, he's kind of asking, like, how mechanically would you do that? Hmm. And I would say, like, look at the backgrounds in 5th edition, and each background has a cool social feature yeah. that doesn't really have any numbers tied to it, but it's like... You can move through the city twice as fast. You can get a free meal if you know the yeah. commoners. You know stuff like that. Look at those for inspiration and, and hand those out to your players as rewards.
1: Yeah, and some of that's going to have <coughs> to be handled. Some of that's going to have to be handled on the, on the fly. Yeah. by the GM anyway, because totally. players are going to have to use those things in creative in a creative ways. Yeah. You know, if if someone <clears throat> starts, you know, decides to use their title uh, in order to intimidate someone, then. Then you know it could be as simple as they get advantage on their intimidation check. You yeah, know, yeah. Um, sure. Depending on depending on how they use it. So, um, Dr- the word
0: Dread Pirate Roberts. If you're called the <laughs> Dread Pirate Roberts, <laughs> yeah. that has yeah. some benefits <clears throat> and downsides to it. Yeah, and it, yeah. that's a really good uh, just thing that I that it's fun to think about, and that's yeah. a good fo- to focus on that name in particular because it mm-hmm. and how it pertains to the Princess Bride, it. It's inspirational to think about, well, listen, like, this person could go by his original name, which is Robin of Loxley, of course, uh, but instead, (laughs) Dread Pirate Roberts, now maybe uh, intimidation advantage, maybe Mm -hmm. we're talking... um, uh, maybe there's actually, like, in combat an advantage just from the opponent knowing that they're fighting someone as good as that person. Even yeah. if even if you're not the Dread Pirate Roberts, you know, that's the thing about a title. Yeah. It's almost yeah. all looking good and looking scary yep. and stuff like that. So anything yeah. you can think of to your heart's content, for sure. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, it could even be as, as something as, as, like, uh uh for anyone under a certain, you know, if you want to make it more mechanical, anyone under a certain level, yeah, so many levels lower than you uh, has to make a morale check to be willing to fight you, <laughs> you know, like shit, yeah. going after him. That's That's oh. a dread pirate Roberts, man. You fight him? <laughs> I'm not fighting him. I'm out of exactly. here. <laughs> we're not paid. We're not being paid enough for this shit, you know? So <laughs> yeah, something like that could be kind of cool. Cause you, you know, you know, they're going to, they're going to uh, uh kind of cleave through all these lower level NPCs anyway. So, why not just have them run away? And, and it makes it kind of look cool because, like, they ran away just because of your title. Yeah, yeah exactly. Neat. And then they're screaming, "Oh no, it's blank!" as they're running yeah. away, and that's just like <laughs> that's a
0: reward in and of itself. That is the award right <laughs> yeah. there. Yep. Well, uh.
1: and, and and that's and that's the important thing to remember when when you give out these things that uh, to to paraphrase uh, Spider Man, you know, with with great power comes great responsibility. So, <laughs> you know, when you get these titles you know kind of like we we alluded to earlier you know you have maybe some extra power but stuff is expected of you too there are certain things that you have to abide by yeah. you know i mean if you want to get really get really crazy someone shows up at your at your cool manner that you were given because of your title uh uh with a with a notice from the king saying congratulations you you're 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 being married in 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 3 months to this uh, uh to to a this person from another this other country who we're making a treaty with and we, we promised them someone to marry so here you go yeah. <laughs> good luck <laughs> <laughs>
0: you really you were uh, you've been uh <clears throat> you really want to go historical with it eh, alex like <laughs> you know let's just
1: um, an arranged marriage there,
0: mm. it, there it is. Well, oh, thank you. Oh, good. Oh, oh nope. sorry. I, nope. <laughs> no, nope.
1: too, too early. No, no it's, quick you,
0: th- isn't it Hemingway that said you always leave something to be written next time? Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> kidding.
1: I'm just kidding. Please, you have to say it or else <laughs> no. I am going to freak out. I was just thinking of the classic trope of, you know, you, you win the king's daughter's hand in marriage, you know, that kind of thing. That's, you know? that is, honestly, that
0: is amazing. <laughs> that's a, that's the best reward is winning, like, is, is getting to be royalty, right? Yeah. That's right. You you win my ha- daughter's hand in marriage. Well, the reward for all of us uh, right now is the ability to uh, duct tape our mouths closed and rest these vocal cords until the tomorrow um, or the next day. Thank you everybody for tuning in to Roll Up and Die and thanks Alex and Matt for jumping back in uh, after uh, the long and arduous year it's always fun <laughs> recording Roll Up and Die with you guys and uh, oh, yeah. I cannot wait until the next time Absolutely What You've Just Listened To has been produced by Roll Up and Die and is copyright 2017 How official. The games, films, TV shows, and other stuff we talked about during this episode are the properties of their respective owners, so be sure to borrow nicely, okay? Any snippet, portion, clip, or other synonym for part of this show can absolutely be used in other media so long as credit is given to the Roll Up and Die podcast. You can find all three of the primary hosts on YouTube and other websites. Matt can be found at youtube.com slash a fistful of dice. Barker can be found at youtube.com slash be a better game master. And both of their work can be found at www.absolutetabletop.com. Captain Gothnog is also on YouTube at youtube.com slash Captain Gothnog, and his work can be found on Drive RPG under Critical Hit Publishing. Be sure to keep track of us on iTunes at rollupanddie.podbean.com or on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash rollupanddie. Have a fantastic day, everybody, and as always, happy gaming.